Welcome, everybody, to the Lone Army Podcast. I am Nomadics, alongside my co-host, Ronan Briscoe. What's up, everybody? Uh, today, it is not a Monday. It is Friday, May 7th. Um, yeah, uh, sorry about the not Monday upload. Um, it's It's been almost two weeks. Uh, yeah. Short story, I was out of town, and we couldn't really get it set up to go. Um Remotely, so uh, we didn't, and we're here on Friday. We got to figure it out now, though. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, End of the semester. We'll figure it out. Um, all right. So a lot has happened. Uh, how was your week? It was. It's been rainy, so it's a good week. Not great. Yeah. Uh, I was at the beach. Uh, got a lot of a lot of sun. Uh. I didn't. <laughs> to say the very least. Okay, uh, so last Sunday, well, I guess the Sunday of this past week, uh, Nashville playing host to Enter Miami, who came in without the Higuain brothers um, due to a family death. Uh, they were supposed to be without Pizarro, too, but he ended up playing. Yeah, he ended up he was in, He was in Mexico figuring out a... a uh, a green card or passport issue or something. Yeah. He, like as recently as yeah. like the Thursday before the game. Right. Uh, still was able to start. Um, didn't really mean anything in the end. Uh, Nashville nil, nil into Miami. Uh, first goal is, or first time this season, Nashville's uh, not scored. And also the first time that they really they've kept a clean sheet. Uh, yeah, not really they much really of anything going on. Uh, about a 60-40 possession split, Nashville in favor, but they didn't really do very much with it. It had 10 total shots, three on target. Miami had uh, had two on target, and they were both within the first seven minutes. Um, Joe Willis had to had to make two uh, pretty pretty decent saves, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the second one was second one was uh, a bit more impressive. Um, had to get low real quick. Uh, Jay Chapman uh, on the uh, attacking front, I guess. I don't even know who that is, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> he almost scored twice. Uh, he didn't, though. Joe Willis, old Joe, kept a clean sheet first time this season. Um, Nashville, got we got very lucky uh, walk, that Walker Zimmerman is playing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, should have been a red. Definitely should have been something. Uh Got very lucky. Uh, 69th minute. Um, he misplays a ball in the air. Uh, he, I think he's trying to head it back to Joe. Some, yeah. Um, or across to, uh, to, um, whoever, Romney, yeah. Romney, Dave Romney, that's it. And, uh, but he misplays it and it just kind of pops in the air again. And, uh, and Robbie Robinson is all for Miami is already on dead sprint um and he gets by Zimmerman uh, and Walker kind of pulls him down he knows that he's beat um yeah. ball or man only one either both <laughs> not both he took down the man and uh escaped with a yellow card instead of a red should have been a red uh Taylor Twelman on the broadcast was uh screaming the same thing not really screaming just kind of you know, why, you know, is this not a red card? <laughs> and I'm asking the same question, obviously. You know what, more... you know, we've, we've had two of those in back-to-back 
like early season contests. Last year we had Joe Willis like probably should have been sent off for a handball against Atlanta in the season opener. And was not. Should have been. But and then Walker in this one should have been sent off, was not. Uh so Lucky's playing tomorrow. Lucky. Um against speaking of tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, before we go there, Dave Romney, uh, it did go to VAR. Um, the, this call, the decision on the on the pitch was a yellow, uh, and even after the referee was told to go to VAR, he stayed with his decision. Well, it took uh, him a I little, mean, took him a minute. He was at the monitor for a minute. Um, it wasn't clear and obvious, and yet, and so, with it not being clear and obvious to the official. He has no choice but yeah. to keep it. If as, it was called a red, it's it stays a red. If it was called a yellow, it stays a yellow. Yeah, it's should have been a red first though. That's it. Probably, I guess he assumed or deemed that Romney was in a good enough position. Uh, but Romney really, he's not fast enough to. <laughs> he, no, he's, there's no way. He's what 32? 30 something. Yeah. yeah, he ain't getting back there. Luckily. Uh, he was deemed to be in a good enough position. So Walker does not get a red. He gets a yellow and, like we said, gets to play tomorrow. Who would who would, who would our backup be? What? I don't even know. It's, it's the, probably it's the, it's the same two. Eric Miller? <laughs> they played every game. Uh, I don't even know if we have any other center backs on the roster other than Marr and Eric Miller. Eric Miller isn't even really a center back. I love Walker Zimmerman, by the way. I'm glad he's playing tomorrow. Uh, which is going to be a Saturday, 12.30 uh, Central Time p.m. start against the New England Revolution, who, are three games in, are are very, very warm. They are top of the Eastern Conference. They have seven points. They've won twice, drawn once. Um, Probably the best player in MLS right now with Carlos Gill. Yeah. Uh, he has... He, he's... He's been. He got me thirty four. I captained him in MLS fantasy last week. He got me thirty four points. Uh, Primo stuff. Oh, also, I forgot to mention this. Um, first nationally televised game of the season for Nashville. Second for Miami. I think it's one of like three we get all season though. <laughs> yeah, it, it's okay. We're second year club. It's gonna happen. Uh, just looking up here, uh, New England. Their last three games. Let's see. There it is. So they they um. That's last year. Yes, we're getting there. Eve scroll. There we go. Okay, we found it. All right. So they uh beat Atlanta. Beat, they t- drew with LAFC. Start. Yeah. Start the season. Uh no, that was the last preseason game. It looks like. I know last games. game they beat Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat Atlanta. Because Carlos Gill had a goal and an assist. Uh, Atlanta, um, kind of struggling. Martinez still coming back from that ACL Terry had uh, last year against Nashville. Um, yeah. Very unfortunate. He's still getting back into form. Uh, New England drew 2-2 with Chicago to open the season. Um Beat DC United one nil and then uh, beat Atlanta like we said last Saturday two right. two to one, um, and then 
12.30 p.m. Central Time tomorrow, Saturday. Playing Nashville, that one is not nationally televised. Um, but it, it is important. Um, Nashville, if we can if, keep the clean streak, keep, keep the... Clean sheet, um, clean sheet streak. Say that five That was guys. that was tough. Uh, if we can, if we can begin a clean sheet streak, that would be wonderful. Um, but also, you know, that Lovitz Leal combo that was so uh, effective the first two games um, wasn't as effective on Sunday. No. Hate, hate to say it. I mean, I still think Leal is probably the first one of our players to ever go to Europe, but yeah, no one really had a good game at all. No, it was just kind just of mad. Yeah. No one woke up. Yeah, no one, no one awoke in time for the early Sunday. Probably lucky start. to have gotten away with a point, to be honest with you. Yeah, after the, the Miami had the two biggest chances, in the first seven minutes, and Joe Willis was awake. Thank so you. We have that. Uh, we have <laughs> he was awake, and that's that's what we needed to. So another draw. Um, we are the Nashville's the only club with three draws. Three draws in the first three games. The King stuff. Right Columbus, there. who has been playing in the Concacaf Champions League, uh, has only played two games, and they've drawn both of those. Those that is the closest club to Nashville. Yeah, uh, Taylor Twelman was saying, you know, wondering why we didn't get a red card. Uh, why Walker didn't get one. Should have been ready. Also 100%. saying after the game that Nashville, again, started slow for the third straight match. Yep. Uh, and it was. I, I would agree that it was a result that Nashville would be disappointed with, not because of how the game played out, but because coming in, if you don't have the Higuain brothers playing, um, the, the Nashville is a good side. And you would expect three points from that. The the question I think we need to start asking is whether or not we keep Jonder once his loan is up yeah. in Ju- on July 1st. Despite scoring, he scored two goals this season. He just One in press. each of the first he, two. Yes. There's no... He can't press for to save his life. Yeah. The man cannot press. Um, clinic, clinic, Clinical finishing is not quite there. That you would want. Yeah, he scored twice, but he probably could have four or five goals so far. Before, you would expect, before Sunday. You would expect that out of him. Yes. Um, I, lo- I love Jonder. Love him. Love Cadiz. Um, but, you know. It, it is, it is a question too. that needs to be better. has to be better, too. Yes. It is a question that is is a fair ask because that's coming up in about two months. In less than two months, I think, right? We're in May. Yeah. Yeah, less than two months. Got to make a decision. As long as up at the end of next month, we have like a a $1.52 million transfer option at the end of the loan. So it's a $2 million question. Do we keep them or not? Uh, I don't know, dude. We'll see. Three games in. uh, I'd like to see how Rios does when he comes back, and then I'll make my decision. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so moving on. Oh, I will be going. To, I won't the New England game. Um, it is Mother's Day weekend, so no shout no judgment out. to uh, shout, shout out, out to out the mothers. The shout out to the mothers out there. Uh, 
but yeah, we're gonna find. I'm finding a way to go. Um, we'll be there, um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, get the first three pointer of the season. Please. I would, I would take that. <laughs> Please, just for confidence' sake. Honestly, though, because should have probably should have seven points right now. Yeah, first two games should have been. Should have been wins. Should have been two yeah, wins. Not, there's not no two ways about it. Not just because of the performances, but also because of who you're playing coming in. Uh, Cincinnati should have won that game. They lost 5-1 to New York the next week. 5-0. Or 5-0, sorry, yeah. Uh, to NYCFC in New York. So not exactly... On five set pieces, too. Insane stuff. Which is, you know... Like we mentioned last week, kind of leveled out. Okay, so moving on. Um, yeah, Europe happened. Uh, yeah. Not we- the Super League kind, fortunately. Um, <laughs> last time we recorded, we previewed the Champions League semifinals. Uh, we previewed... More so the first leg, because that was yeah, what was coming out. We, yeah, we're, we're planning we're on, expecting on <laughs> planning recording. on recording before the second leg. Unable to, to do so. So, fortunately, we do have on record our um, our overall tie predictions. Yep, I was wrong about one of them. We both. Well, no. I said PSG, uh, Chelsea. Yes, I said Chelsea. I think I said PSG as well. I think we're both. I think we both had the same pick and the same amount of correctness. Had one right. I think, one yeah, wrong. I think so. Um, well, at least in the first leg, the first half of the first leg, uh, both of our predictions were looking quite nice um, for the Manchester City PSG tie. PSG were one 0 up. At the Parc des Princes, and looked like they were going bottled to it. absolutely bottled it for the rest of the tie. Not the just remaining, not just... the remaining. What is that? One hundred and thirty-five minutes, something like that. Yeah. Uh, shockingly bad for, and and I feel, I feel bad. You text me. You feel bad for Neymar. I agree. Like I, like he was. He was. The first half he had against City was was spectacular. He deserved a goal. He didn't get one. But he was the best player on the pitch for the first 45 minutes of that tie. So much He's so much fun to watch when he's on. Uh, it is a joy. Um, and he's been so on form since he came back because he missed both legs of Barcelona. Right. And he's been so good since he came back. It's been a, it's been a joy. Uh First half, like we said, that first 45 minutes, all PSG. Marquinhos, who I said going in was going to be the most important factor in PSG's um, progression or potential progression, uh, that was looking good as well. Uh, He was holding – he scored the only goal uh, that that PSG scored in in the tie – yeah. And it was in the first half off a great ball by Di Maria. That was that was splendid. Um, but after that, I didn't think it, we're talking about Marquinhos's goal. Yeah, 
I didn't think a dude that little can jump that high. I'm not even gonna lie. Because <laughs> like it's it's one thing to see it like in basketball, but it's another thing to jump as high as he did and get your head to the ball. Yeah, it, it's totally different. It's, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful goal, um, and well deserved. Uh, yeah, but I, that I first right. leg was. I know this is cliche, but it was the epitome of. Of there's two there's two halves two halves there's two halves in yeah. in in football uh, of both kinds but particularly in this brand of European football this was a tale of two halves and City came out completely dominated the second half and dominated the rest of the tie uh, Riyad Mahrez uh, first it was Kevin De Bruyne uh, scored the first goal yeah uh, and then less than ten minutes later Riyad Mahrez a well-taken free kick, but a shocking wall. Uh, yeah, I, I'm shocking. I don't think quite described it. It was pitiful. <laughs> it's awful. Like, it made it made Juve's wall against Porto look. I've never like seen a wall stone. that bad. Like, like, what's the point in being in the wall if you're literally if you're going to jump out away of the, out of the way of the wall? Oh, <laughs> uh, that it was. Unless it's coming for your face, what are you? Doing. You know you have the guy, you have, I don't know, what do they call him now? The guy that just lays on the ground under the wall? Like, everyone uh, does that now. I don't know if there's a term for it, but, yeah. You don't have to, all, if you are in the wall standing up, your job is to jump and jump straight up together. Right. That is what a wall does. That is what a wall was You can move out of the for. way if it's coming directly at your face, but otherwise, if you, if you move out of the way of the wall, you're... Pitiful. You costed a. Honestly, it was an. It didn't turn out to be an important goal in the score, but I think going to the Eddie had at one one. They should. They still should have won. They still should have like, won the one right, on two, the night. It was two one, but like y- you still have to walk City in there. Was like so... you can take out any team in the world, right? The quality of players on that pitch, on paper, was... PSG didn't look like they belonged. No, and it didn't help Mbappe wasn't fit for the second leg. But honestly, in the first leg... They just didn't want to risk him. Well, at that point, the game, the tie's over. But I mean, like, before Mahrez scores the second, like, bring him on. Like I said, I texted Ronan at this at halftime. Just bring him on. If you're going to bring him on, you... Every minute after halftime is wasted time. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, you got to throw every... You got to throw, like, you feel like this is a Champions League final. Like, I long. know that Lee Gun is not wrapped up. Like, I know that you will need Mbappe to You're probably put pressure on Lil to try and... I mean, hang on one second, I'll pull up. Yeah, okay, so I've got Lee Gun stable. Like... You're four points clear of Monaco in third. You're qualifying for the Champions League regardless. You are fighting with Lille for the title. You're one point down, even on games played. I know you're gonna need. I know you're gonna need. You've got them beat on goal differential by like boatloads. You just need Lille to drop points one time, and you've won Ligue 1, basically. Yeah. It, why is Mbappe not coming on for 45 minutes? Especially when your last league fixtures are Rennes, Montpellier, 
uh, or that's in the Kuka France, my bad. Ren, Rems, and Breast. Like, no, yeah. Ren or you could have Namor by himself, and you would get three points. Ren are sitting in seventh. Rems or Rems, however you pronounce it, are sitting in eleventh, and Breast are sitting in fourteenth. Three mid table teams. You think you can't get nine points from that, even without Killian Mbappe? You're Forty-five minutes is. All, I I'm not saying it would have changed a thing. City were on. You got to give yourself that chance, though. But you have to put him on if he's fit enough, which I think he he had boots on. He he, was, he warmed up right. Instead, they brought on. They brought on Moise Ken. Moise Keen. Moise Ken and <laughs> uh, Julian Draxler. Draxler. Julian, I'm sorry. And Di Maria decided to uh, stamp on. Kyle Walker. Jim uh, Beglin had some choice words to say about that. He did. He he mentioned... By choice, I mean... Uh, he didn't really choose his words wisely. Uh, I'm racist. Borderline. Yeah. At, at the very least, you're stereotyping an entire race of people. So Yeah. It, it wasn't wasn't the greatest. He... Um, Di Maria... Got the uh, red card. Him... He, Phil Foden... And Di Maria were the best players on the pitch for Manchester City. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Di Maria was Tuesday by night. far City's best player. Uh, I tweeted that out. Oh my goodness. Di Maria was shockingly bad. Just... I, I, I capped off with so a So bad card. it boggles the mind. He His first half, uh, the team as a whole, the first half, and then you have to give credit to City. They just... Pep tightened down. Um, they didn't change their style. They don't. They play their way, and your curse going, is broken. The curse of Pep Guardiola at Manchester City in Champions League. Not finals. making a Champions League final is broken because they've made it. But well, there honestly isn't a but. They have been the best team in Europe all season long. Since the January, most, there's been one better though. I guess you that's could. not that's not even just like it's bonds. not exaggeration. That's, that's it is not, mathematically not. proven, backed up with results. Name the like, other semifinal: Chelsea three, Real Madrid one on aggregate. Should have been a lot more. <laughs> it, it should have been. Like I talked about PSG looking like they didn't belong. Like Real, Real Madrid, Madrid, they looked old. They looked old, they, devastatingly old. Like, yeah. N'Golo Conte ran circles around... Dude ran seven <laughs> miles that game. Prime N'Golo Conte was brought back. Best midfielder in the world. Changed my mind. <laughs> Best midfielder in the world. And this like, was all brought to fruition by one man, in fact, who was at PSG, who is the man Mauricio Pochettino replaced. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know. Thomas Tuchel. Where to start? Was that Dortmund before PSG? I, I don't even know where to start on Tuchel, dude. Tuchel, what is the exact, what is the record since he's came in? He's lost two games. One of them was against Porto. It didn't matter. And the other was, was the, the 5-2 to Sam 5-2 to, to Big Sam. To Big Sam, who doesn't, isn't 
isn't threatened by Tuchel's tactics. So I, I guess you no, can No, he throw... just had he just had Callum Wilson who literally like I'm dead serious. There are two players in the Premier League who only ever score against Chelsea, and it's David McGoldrick <laughs> and Callum Wilson. And Callum Wilson goes and scores three against 5-2. Chelsea in a five two win. Uh, like, West Brom, I think, bottled up all their missed chances all season and put them all on Chelsea in one game. It was Callum Wilson, dude. Callum is, Wilson, more specifically. Like uh, I, uh, he scored, he scored in a game after that. It may have been a game or two after. The that. only positive that, as an Arsenal fan supporter, I'm taking away from this week is that I'm also American. So Christian Pulisic uh, came on and he was scored the li- first leg. lively. He sc- scored. The Chelsea goal in the first leg and a well taken finish. Uh, assisted the sealer. Assisted the uh, Mason Mount goal to seal it. That sealed the tie. Um, um, he was. I'll say. I'll just say this before you get going yeah. here. Uh, when he came on, until his assist, he was one of the more lively um, players on the pitch in general for both for both sides. Right. Conte, of course, was doing his thing, but Pulisic coming on, uh, it's just fun to see, I, even though he's in the Chelsea blue, it's fun to see he was one of the better players on the pitch Absolutely, the, of the whole night, despite only playing for 20 or so minutes. Um, All right, now... So, b- before I get on to <laughs> Tuchel, they had, they had Christian, uh, I, think, I think he did the press conference for BT Sport. And, dude, ESPN, like, they cover sports so well, except for soccer. Like, so, so they asked him if they, BC Sports straight asked him, like, hey, you know, obviously you came off the bench today. Were you a little bit frustrated with that? He was like, yeah, you know, I'm always, he was like, I'm very frustrated. You know, I want to start as I always do. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I've had to constantly prove myself over and over. And, like, they cut that out of context for a Twitter post. And, like, they cut it up to where it sounded like Christian was was upset that he's having to prove himself, but like he's just speaking like a professional, like he knows that like he can't rest on his laurels. ESPN forgot know? the butt statement. Yeah, <laughs> they forgot. They forgot. They cut out the middle part where he says, "As I all like, I'm I was frustrated as I always am when I don't start," which to is make completely it sound like, fair as a competitor to say to, and and feel. Yeah, honestly, like. You, you know, you never want to come off the bench, but I gotta say I agree with Tuchel's decision to go with Havertz and Werner over Pulisic uh, for the second leg because uh, what what Timo was doing, even though he didn't score in the first leg, he obviously scored. Uh, I don't think there was any university misses that one. I thought he was gonna leg. miss for a second, but um, <laughs> but but the things he was doing to the to the center backs and. And uh, fullbacks for Real Madrid in the first leg, you have to start him. There, there's no chance, and then and then you need you need some height because of Ramos coming back. So you put Havertz in the middle, and it, yeah, I don't have any problems with the team selection for the second leg, honestly. But uh, loved what, watching Havertz. By the what way, what was why what was Zidane thinking putting Vinicius as a wing back? I didn't really understand the setup. The man cannot defend. He also can't finish, other than the, the one man cannot Liverpool defend. game. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand the setup from Zidane. Uh, Tuchel masterclass in tactics, though. 
Like, yeah. It, it very rarely happens that you see Zinedine Zidane get, like, just clearly outcoached. Yeah, and, and Zidane, got, he usually... It, what he lacks in starting tactics, he makes up for in with in-game he, Yeah, he knows, how to, he knows how to move things around right. as the game moves on. That did not happen. He looked, he looked like an under-sevens coach. He looked lost. Like, Thomas Tuchel, like... I don't know if there are words to describe how good of a job he's done since he got here in January. Like, all credits to Frank Lampard. I didn't want to see him sacked when he got sacked. But it was the right move. At, honestly, looking back, Hindsight it was at the perfect timing. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, a clear upgrade. Like, Thomas Tuchel is, is probably one of the top five managers in the world. Right I didn't now. want to see Lampard sacked either, so that... <laughs> <laughs> what well, so for for as so, as a Arsenal supporter, so as Chelsea supporters, we had, we had been talking, we, you know, we had, you know, had discussions about it like November, right, uh, on Twitter and stuff, and you know, we were talking about people we wanted, um, and so like the names that kept bobbing up were Tuchel when he got fired from PSG, mm-hmm. uh, Julian Nagelsmann, who's of course now uh, moving from Leipzig to Bayern, uh, I think there was talk of uh. Trying to get Antonio Conte back, but that wasn't ever going to happen. No. Um, but I personally was was a Nagelsman, and so my thinking was, okay, as long as like we stay on the track of top four, you keep Lampard for the season, and then go get Nagelsman in the summer. Mm-hmm. But you know, when a world class coach falls into your lap in January, you you gotta it. yeah, <laughs> and like he came in and. For all his over uh, probably overachievement last season, I'll be honest. Yeah, he uh, Frank Lampard came in and tried to fit a lot of square pegs into a lot of round holes. Yeah, uh, that's fair. You know, you, you've you've seen the resurgence of Andres Christensen, of Antonio Rudiger, and Golo Kante. We just talked about uh, Jorginho has been much better since Tuchel arrived. Mason Mount has gone on to another world. Uh, uh, Mason Mount is going to be one of, if not the first name on the. He's not going to be the when, first name, when, but for the for the English team sheet uh, for the upcoming European Championships, when, he will be one of the first four or five names on the team sheet. I'm going to be honest. I know, I know people were talking about a couple years ago. People were talking about Jaden Sancho being this player. If any player is going to make, um, like a top three. For Ballon d'Or, once Cristiano and Messi retire, it's got to be Mason Mount. Like I, I don't see any other because Harry Kane, once those two retire, he'll be like thirty-two old. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, so it, it's got to be Mason. I don't Lula know. That, will be gone. Lula I don't. Will also be. Yeah. I don't know that um, Mason Mount ever puts up the just the raw GA to to actually win it. Yeah. But it, he's just so good. Like he was, he, the role he was. Uh, the goal against Porto was uh, world class. Absolutely beautiful to watch. <laughs> I mean, he scored again Wednesday night, and even even. I mean, even, it, it was a well. I mean, it's a t- it's a well taken finish. It's well done by Christian to. Keep the composure. He's had a super great resurgence under Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. It I was, think there was at times where under Lampard at the tail end, 
Pulisic wasn't getting in the squad, and he would have those one-off, like... 15, 20 minutes, where he, and he wouldn't really A cameo of 15 or 20 or he'd start, minutes. He'd right. start a cup game and wouldn't do anything. Right. Like, I think it, it's weird to say this, but I think Thomas Tuchel came in with a better understanding of the Chelsea squad, given, like, uh, you've heard him say in press conferences that when he was at PSG and Dortmund, they tried to sign some of these guys. So I think he came in with a better understanding of the squad than Frank Lampard did, having been at this uh, club for 18 months, which is weird. <laughs> I, I think he came in and he realized that our, a lot of our defenders were bought for Antonio Conte's three-at-the-back system. So he said, all right, so first thing we're going to do, we're, we're going to install that three-at-the-back. Uh, because it allows, like, so Christensen and Rudiger are really, really aggressive defenders, but they also make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. When they're that way, so a three at the back helps cover their asses a little bit because yeah. you've got, you know, Tiago Silva and the other one, you know, be it Christensen, right? If Rudiger's pushing right. forward or whatever, um, and then you know, in midfield, Jorginho's and Kovacic playing that Regis the role. Oh, it's beautiful. And then I don't, I don't even know how to describe the role that. And Golo Conte plays. Like, <laughs> like I don't the, think there is. The closest thing I can think of is like if you took the Claude McAlealy role <laughs> and like expanded it to cover the entire pitch. And not ever do take also, a single misstep. And also the player has eight lungs. <laughs> He's not di- to mention this man is this man runs seven miles. A literal distance runner. This man runs seven miles. He's played full 90s in the past, like, eight games. And he's fasting for Ramadan while he does all this. Like, I can tell you... Insane. Let me look and see how many games in a row he's played. Okay, he played a full 90 against in the, first, in the second leg against Madrid. He came on as a sub uh, against Fulham, but Billy Gilmore started. He played 25 minutes, so that's 115 minutes. Then another full 90 in the first leg against Madrid. Full 90 against West Ham. A full 90 against City in the FA Cup semifinal. Full 90 against Porto in the second leg there. And then... This is two games a week. Because yeah. Chelsea is in these... The Champions League... Uh, like, it's... It's ties crazy. And the FA Cup as like, well. Like, I go, I go a few hours without eating and, like, I'll start getting a headache. This man is, like, <laughs> seriously running marathons while fasting. It's insane. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, as if I'm just gonna remove myself and be a neutral, it is it is a lot of fun to watch N'Golo Kante do work. I'm gonna be honest. And like he's like he's such like he's got. I, I don't mean to like uh, I don't know what the word for it is, but like the dude is just so infectious. Like I I would die for N'Golo Kante. I'm not even gonna lie. He's lovable. Like, he really is. <laughs> like, that man's smile. Is, uh, He's like human son. He's like a teddy bear, Except, dude. you know, like, everything else that human son had, that human son doesn't have, plus the smile that son has. He's, he's, like, he's like a teddy bear, dude. Like... <laughs> Like, there's no way you can't love N'Golo Kante. He, he, was, he was one of the most important pieces of probably the greatest triumph in English history. The, he was arguably the most important 
the, piece in that you know, entire the next side. Moves to right. Chelsea, becomes the first player to win back-to-back titles with different clubs. And then, and then has been. Uh, he doesn't really so fall good. off, but was being used incorrectly by both Sorry and Lampard. I'm not just going to put the blame on Lampard. Yeah, for that. Um, he's just so good, man. Was the key cog in a France World Cup run? Like people. That's talk, true as well. Yes. Like, like people talk about how good Pogba was, and like and that's every fair. Time, every time they talk about how good Pogba is, they point to that World Cup. Right. There's no way Paul Pogba does what he does without without Conte. Conte behind and you can him. See right. that every week when he's yep. at Manchester United. Yeah. And Golo Conte is the most important player in France's setup. He's pro- right now. He's probably the most important player in Chelsea's setup, bar Mason Mount in Europe, at least. Yeah. Uh, well, in general, honestly, um, Chelsea—they are right back in the thick of things in terms of Champions League qualification for next season. E- uh, despite being in the Champions League final, um, sitting in fourth. Yeah, sitting in fourth a, as of this current recording. With a shout of third coming up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look up... Here, give me one. I'm going to look up the table. Premier League table really uh, quickly. I think we're three, four points back For this, I know United with two that... Two points back at West. Oh, speaking of Manchester United, that Liverpool... <laughs> yeah, they, got game uh, they got all sorts of... Um, Liverpool, yeah. Green gold till the club is sold. My goodness. Okay, so looking at the table, West Ham seem to have lost out on Champions League qualification, unfortunately. Um, they got Bernard. Really wanted to see that happen. But it's not. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. With four games left to play uh, around the Premier League, looks like we're going to be on match day 35 coming up, I think. Um, Manchester City, league's locked up. Yep, pretty much. Uh, not mathematically, but it's about to be. Um, West Ham have an Everton on Sunday. Ooh. Um, that one will be very... They need to catch up on Leicester, who at 2 o'clock today... They're playing... Newcastle. Yes. Uh, which Arsenal, actually, one of their few positive moments of the past but couple weeks. Looking at looking at the bright side uh, for, for West Ham, uh, Leicester do have United. Uh, Tuesday. Yep. And then on the back of that, West Ham have Brighton. So there, there's a chance to pick up three. There points is a Leicester. chance, which they're which they're currently trailing by five. So they really they need Leicester to drop twice in the next. They need four. Leicester to lose two games. Uh, yeah. Not not just like I, I don't think lose. Yeah. No, a draw will help Leicester more than it helps West Ham. Uh, okay, so West Ham's last like last what? Four What's their Leicesters? last four? Yeah. Uh, they have. <laughs> Everton, Brighton, West Brom, and Southampton. So those are four winnable games. If you get by Everton, you're home clear, and you should finish with 12. Leicester. If you get by Everton. Yeah. Uh, Leicester have Newcastle today. United, then they have an FA Cup final with Chelsea. Then they have that Chelsea one's going to be fun. Three days later. Ooh. Uh, and then Tottenham. That one is huge. Um, the loser of that. Uh, actually, Chelsea, they're going to need to at least get a result from that Leicester City game yeah, because they're only uh, three points so. clear of West Ham. Uh, if you lose that, granted they have the goal differential. I don't think we end up... Like I, I can see us jumping Leicester for third. I don't think there's any chance we get to second. No. Because we have, we have City, Arsenal, Leicester, Aston Villa left in the league, yeah. but we also have played Leicester in the FA Cup final in uh, Manchester City. Three days before. Champions right. League semifinal. 
final. Our Champions League final, final my bad. <laughs> Whereas, like, United... Wow, they have a Europa League final. Have a very easy Europa League final oh, coming up. They um, have Villa, Leicester, Liverpool, and Fulham. And Liverpool, and Liverpool's going to be have, fighting have, for they Europe. They have Wolves, too. My bad. <laughs> so so they're, they're probably comfortable. Okay, so the table as of this recording right now, City, like we said, the league points. is locked up. United, a game in hand, but still 13 points adrift. Um, and this is where it tightens up. Leicester, uh, United, if they they have a clump of fixtures. So now, yeah, it's going to be, it's none of them are going to be easy because of the, um, because of the Liverpool game getting postponed. I think they have three games in five days. In five days. You have a day of rest in between each one. Um, it's not going to be easy. Nine points is not guaranteed. And given the way that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer likes to set up his team, that man does not like to tinker with his starting 11 a no. lot. And he's going to have to. He's going to have to have some squad rotation for that middle game. Um, he's going to have to rotate the squad probably for all three because he's got, you know, uh, a Europa League final to play. Yeah, he's got a Europa League final Mid-week. on the back of it. Um, <clears throat> imagine playing on Thursdays. Uh, I think it's got, on Wednesdays, actually. Is it really? I think the final's on a Wednesday, but I'm not exactly sure. Sh- I'm not completely sure about that. Um, so, yeah. Um, Ready wrap to talk up, about wrap those up. Europa I'm League gonna postpone that you just, ready? You ready? just for another minute. We're gonna finish the Premier League first. Uh, United at 67, Leicester at 63, but they are a game behind. United have played 33. Everyone else 34, um, or everyone else that we're gonna talk about has played 34. Uh, Chelsea at 61, yeah, sitting two points off Leicester, um, with a game in the league left to play against them. West Ham three points out. They're in fifth. They're in the the current currently the only Europa League spot, but that's going to change, right? Um, because of the Cups. FA Cup final, and yes. So assuming, so just to explain, assuming it, Leicester doesn't drop um, out. So and, right now, the way things are set up is you got top four makes Champions League, and then disregarding the cups, okay, uh, yeah, fifth makes the Europa League, guaranteed, and then sixth, uh, as long as as long as the team in the top four. Like let's say a team in the top four doesn't win any of the cups, so fifth would go Europa League, or whoever wins the FA Cup, whoever wins the Carabao Cup would also go Europa League, and then the next highest league finish I think would go to the Europa Conference League. Oh, is that starting this year? That's starting this coming year. Uh. Right now, Liverpool would be in that spot just because. Yikes! Just because City have. Obviously, won the Carabao Cup. I forgot about the Conference League starting. Liverpool, yeah. imagine that. A year from just absolutely nowhere. Like, injuries galore. And you're sitting in the third tier of Europe. Yeah. And, like, there's no money in the year. No. Like, <laughs> it's extra fixtures with no money. <laughs> I feel like... It's the gate receipts, and that's it. The idea of the Conference League was, was you know, we want to give more European chances to smaller clubs, or in, or clubs in smaller countries. Right. Then why are you letting... Liverpool. No, why are you letting... <laughs> the teams, Premier League, yeah. Well, yeah. Why are you letting teams from England, or the top five leagues in? Right. Like, it would be a whole lot more interesting if I had to, if I had to watch, you know, two Serbian teams, or a Serbian team and a... And a, and a Team from let's say like Liechtenstein, right? Who like are you know teetering on their finances? 
who both have everything to play for. Get a little boost in the conference. Who have everything to play for. Right. And, okay, so... Yes, West Ham, we're all hammers. Yeah. Except unless it hurts Chelsea. But I'm a West Ham respecter. Okay, I'm a I'm a hammer. Right. A full on hammer right now. Uh because my team and we're gonna move on to the Europa League, the Thursday night fixtures, the Europa League semifinals. Coming into Thursday night. Arsenal was coming back home. Down 2-1, had the critical away goal, so all they needed was a singular goal. Uh, and they mustered up plenty on the weekend Yeah, against Newcastle. Um, all they needed was one. Aubameyang was back from malaria, uh, back in and starting, I should say. There's no reason that going into Thursday night, Arsenal, there was no tactical reason, I should specify, that Arsenal would not at least be peppering They did. The goal that was the thing, they did. But like... With with clear chances and and promising movements and and eventually finding one goal. I th- I, going into Thursday, the... The problem I thought was going to be we were going to concede one stupid goal and that was going to knock us out late. Yeah. That's what I was thinking going in. Uh, didn't even need that. Uh, what 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 happened was a singular shot on goal uh, with two other chances they hit the post. They don't technically count as shots on goal. Which is weird. You'd uh, think they would. Yeah. But since it's not being I mean, saved. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not like... You kind of can go back and goal. right. So, but uh, one shot on goal, a completely uninspiring performance. Like preseason, like Arsenal had already mailed in their season. This is what it felt like. It felt like a preseason, yeah, performance. Yeah, uh, I was watching the the. Galazzo show on Paramount, so it would flip back and forth between that and United. Rome. Right. So, so I, I didn't see as much of it as you did because you know you were watching the whole game. Right. Or as much of it. As you did. I got it got flipped. It was flipping back and forth, but not as much as like it would show. Hey, United conceded again. Yeah, but <laughs> it should I mean, have conceded. So they walked again. into that game what six two up on. It was six two. So, so they were clearly more worried about Arsenal right. Villarreal. Um, which. Was a Shout doozy. out Villarreal, man! First final Not in a good way. of any kind that they've reached in ninety-eight years. Like Which, not even any of the cup finals. As a neutral, is you know, congrats. Uh, <laughs> I but Unai Emery has made the last five. A Unai Emery masterclass, Mister Europa League, man. Oh my goodness! Like he is, he is the last five Europa Leagues he's uh, coached the team and he's made the final. Three with Sevilla, one with Arsenal, and now one with Villarreal. I, I don't know what what the only that's got to suck, doesn't it? The <laughs> losing the, to the guy you fired. The only, the only way up for Arsenal is there's no Europe next year. That only works for one year, though. 
I mean, well, no, listen, here, here's my, that, that helps you clean out the fixture list. It's all domestic competitions. There's not as much squad rotation for first team style action. Um, you know, level competition until as you, until you get to, I guess, like December when the, the, uh, uh, depending on how far in the Carabao Cup you get, um, you might, you know, start picking it up then. But other than Stan Kroenke selling, which won't happen, there I don't know of another. This has been going on for four or five years, at the very least. And yeah. I don't. There's nothing. You can say the same thing every single season. But there's other than Stan Kroenke selling. There's nothing. There's no. There's nothing new. I should say. Yeah. That we can, that Arsenal can, can, can go and Daniel a Ek, new direction. There's no Daniel new direction. Ek, you know his his bid with uh, who is it? Uh, Vieira, Henri, and, and Bergkamp. Yeah. One point eight billion is going to get laughed. It's out of a room. nice gesture for no, the it's fans. Get laughed out of the room. But in a business perspective, that's going to need to be at least doubled. If we're being honest, let, let, let me look up the value of Arsenal. It's, it's got a. It, the prob- the, another problem is, the players that Arsenal have in their squad, they're either on the wrong side of thirty. Like the good players, Aubameyang, for example. The wrong side of thirty. You know, not just by he's thirty. By a couple years. Yeah. Uh. And. Or you have young players promising that have no substance yet. Yeah. Other than Bukaya Saka, who has Smith a little, Rose but been, I think Smith he's... Smith Rowe okay. Smith has been okay. Martinelli's just coming back from his knee injury. Kieran Tierney still sucks. Tierney is hurt and all sucks. the time. And sucks. He's okay. Uh... I'd... <laughs> but yeah, so Arsenal are worth two. So how much million. is Saka going for? Arsenal are worth two point eight billion, and Daniel like thinks he can buy the club for one point eight. Yeah, it's going to so, be doubled. It's going to have to be doubled. Even then, I don't think that's enough. <clears throat> he could probably it. Like the thing about Stan Kroenke is like, dude's sitting on Walmart money. <laughs> like. Or he married into Walmart money. That's fair. Yeah, that's more fair. So, like, there's no way he's going to look at, you know, uh, an offer like that and go, yeah, I, I, I'm cool with selling my, what does he have, like 70% of the club? Yeah. Something like that. <coughs> uh, no way. I don't. That's the only, that's the only big positive. New players... A new manager. That's not. It's not going to change a thing. Um, who like? But like the thing about Arsenal is like, who would you even buy? Who like, can you buy? Because you're you, you're not generating money. Kroenke's uh, not giving any money yeah. to spend. So so, but like you've already got second rate talents from big countries. <laughs> Lock is that? Uh, or but, you have first rate talent, or that. Is former first rate talent because they're too old. 
Well, Leno, I don't think, was ever really that good. Leno was good, but he's not what a lot of people thought he was going to be. Um, you, you signed William on a three-year deal? No, listen. Here is the ultimate Arsenal move. And I heard this somewhere, and I'm going to regurgitate it here. Um, is it the troops video? No, it's uh, it's signing Mares when he's thirty-three. Yep, that's Arsenal. Yep, hundred percent. For... The only player worth anything that I've <laughs> the only player worth anything that I've seen linked to Arsenal, um, is Alan Sun Maxima from yeah. Newcastle. Who I mean, that'd be a good he's, signing. He's okay. Like he's but the only manager I've seen linked to Arsenal too is uh, Rafa Benitez, who hates players with flair. <laughs> like with a passion, hates players who like are creative. Which you know. So good thing Mezit is gone, I guess. So no. But then again, uh, I've seen I've seen Rafa Benitez link to Tottenham too, yeah. which is a better job. Well, they've got it's, it's yeah, but it's about to not be a better job. Uh, Harry Kane's about to be gone. But they still got Europe next year. They do. How good they're going to be in Europe? Well, let me let me put this way: you're a coach on the level of Benitez, who who hasn't been in Europe. You, you've got offers from both clubs, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he he's been in China, but he's still a really good coach. Yeah. Um. Yes, objectively speaking, Spurs is you, if you want to go to Europe, go to Spurs, yeah. even though you won't be in Europe after this season. But like, I I get Spurs haven't won trophies. And like I love bantering Spurs for not winning trophies, but you look at you look at those two clubs. Who's more likely to win trophies in the next five years? And neither. <laughs> Who okay? Both equally if down. Either, bad. If either one of them are going to lift the Carabao Cup over the next five years, who's it going to be? Probably going to be Spurs. Possibly, yeah. I, as long as they don't play City in a final. <laughs> like yeah. Uh. We can at least mention that this tie happened. Manchester United, 8, Roma, 5. It, it, I mean, it was really Roma, 5, Edinson, Cavani, 4. <laughs> the first leg was all United at Old Trafford. Um, it wasn't for the first half, though, which was It was really not. Weird. It was completely... I've fl- got to know what uh, Ollie <laughs> what said happened? in the half on It was kind of like the City PSG first First leg. But with a lot more goals. But with a lot more goals. It was 1-0 Roma at the half. It went up to two after half. But United scored six. And then six scored by United, <laughs> United quickly thereafter. Six. six. Six in 45 minutes worth of football. And then it got a little nervy for United. Uh, they scored one early. About a, it was about a 10-minute stretch. They, that, they scored one early, like the 28th, 29th minute. Right. Like and then away. Roma responds later. They scored like two goals in five minutes, and then they almost should have had a third twice. Yeah, so they should have had three or four. They almost scored three goals in five minutes. I'm not even. They were peppering the goal for a good fifteen. They literally. They could have come back. De Gea was not making saves. He was standing there, and they were just happened to be. Yeah, he happened to be in the correct spot. His hand happened to be in the right spot without him moving it. Yeah. Um. It was Roma. Could have easily had six or seven. Um, but then Cavani had put it away. Yeah, he so put there it away There much so. to do after that. Yeah. Uh, entertaining for 15 minutes? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole game was entertaining. The whole game, but if you forget 15, what happened in the first leg, right? <laughs> uh, that's the whole. But yeah, that, that individual there. game was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Of course, United were I wearing did. the worst kits in Europe. Yeah. Okay, so the champ, the European finals. Uh, we're going to uh, it's a mild dispute. Um, the Champions League final. Yeah. Might uh, get moved out of Istanbul again. Yeah. Um, two English sides. Yeah. So, so the issue with that is that uh, you know the UK have their have their color coded list of countries that it's okay to travel to, and mm-hmm. Turkey just got put on the red list, which means that any very re- very recently too, anyone it from, hasn't been on there in a little bit. Yeah. Anyone from the UK that um, travels to Istanbul on their return would have to pay something like two thousand dollars for a two-week stay in a government-sanctioned hotel as quarantine. Uh, so so they're talking about moving it to the UK. I don't even know where they would do it. Villa Park isn't a UEFA-approved elite venue. Yeah, that's not a that's final a, venue. You can't have it at Wembley. Nope. Because, because of the championship, the playoff championship final, Which cannot playoffs. be moved. Because nope. the League 1 final is on the 30th, and the League 2 final is on the, thir- uh, the 1st of uh, June. June. Yeah. Very entertaining. Those are going to be... We'll talk so, about those in just a minute, very briefly, but uh, this is the funnest part of this the season for... Yeah, clubs with everything to play for. It's it's a lot of fun to watch, especially now that fans are going to be back in Wembley, at least in some capacity, yeah. as long 10, as... 10,000 something fans, but yeah. like, it's it like... It's got to be split up, so... The clubs only get like, uh, like 4,000 apiece. 4,000 tickets. Yeah. The rest go to people that live around Wembley and like health workers sponsors. and sponsors. Which yeah, is where all the money comes because, from. Because the sponsors definitely need their tickets to a 20,000 person attended FA Cup final when fans haven't been in the stadium for a year. That doesn't have, that will not have hardly any, well, we'll wait and see. I'm sorry, but the Tesco board does not need to be there. No, absolutely not. So the Europa League final will be played on a Wednesday, May the 26th, uh, 2 p.m. Central Time. In Gdansk, Poland. In, I had to look that up. Yeah, I didn't know what country that was. It, uh, it's how, Poland. How you decide to have it in Poland? Like, I know they had the Euros there a few years ago. I know that the last Europa League final, well, in 2019, last one I was invested in, Arsenal and Chelsea, was in... Baku. Baku. Azerbaijan. Yeah. Very... Dis- very. They um, tried to move that one to the UK, too. For... Uh, no reason like other a, than it's like a ten thousand miles ridiculous like trip. Um, Azerbaijan is like barely Europe. Yeah, I don't really it's, know how that counted as. <laughs> it, it's it's like in the middle of the Caucasus. If you know where that's at. Um, yeah, I don't. Hold on, I'm gonna look that up. Just you, okay. So 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 you've got Russia right, and then you've got the part that extends down in the Middle East. Yeah, Azerbaijan's is, like, like somewhere right in the there, middle yeah. of there. <laughs> like it's 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 like just north of the part of Turkey that's considered Asia, but Azerbaijan is considered Europe. Yeah, it doesn't it didn't really make a lot of sense in 2019 and it still really doesn't make a lot of sense right now. Um Poland is a lot more Europe. Yeah. than Azerbaijan, uh, and they're not going to move this one to The only the reason UK. moving it makes sense is just because um it's it's because of COVID. The Champions League final, year, yeah. Any other yeah. year, any other year, I, don't I, I think it sense. would be an incredible. They moved it out of Istanbul last year, 
to uh, because Lisbon. yes, just more of a central. Um, yeah, where they could get everyone together. Right. It wasn't Turkey. No. Okay, so Azerbaijan is like right. It might as I well don't know how that's how I mean, that's considered would, Europe. It might as well be in the Middle East. Like, I don't know it, how it, UEFA. Like, so, so you know how usually you'll split uh, Russia in half between Asia and Europe, like right. on the on the Ural mountain range, right? Yeah. Azerbaijan is the Ural mountain range. <laughs> like, said so let's let's take our reaches and extend it as far east as we can. But there, there's other oddities like that. Like, <laughs> it even says the facts: continent Asia. Like it's not, like no, but there, there's other there's other weird countries like that. Like Israel playing playing European like in Europe, right? Yeah. What what business does Israel have playing in European competitions? Yeah, they're they're it, I, now. I don't blame them for not wanting to travel to some of the countries around them. Fair, but especially considering they're Israel, but. It just, like, come on, dude. Wouldn't it be easier to just deal with uh, threats? The only countries... travel 10,000 miles for a World Cup qualifier in Scotland? The only countries neighboring Azerbaijan that you could consi- that you would consider Europe, half of Russia, and as half we of said, Turkey. and half of Turkey. Not even half of Turkey. Yeah. It's like the other side of a... That's, stand, this um, is the wrong yeah, half of Turkey. <laughs> that borders as much on. Anyways, the only thing the only thing that's ever come out of note from that area, like Azerbaijan, Georgia, Georgia, Kazakhstan, is is Borat and Joseph Stalin. Like, we're gonna okay. So the two thousand twenty one Europa League final is in Gdansk, Poland. Is in Gdansk, Poland. Poland. I guarantee you, I pronounced that wrong. I think that's about right. Don't you think? Uh, I mean, it's Polish. So I don't know. Here, you know what? I have. Here we go. Translate. I have translate. That is a nice. Ooh. Oh yeah, no. The, the, it's they a built, nice arena. They have. They have a lot of really nice stadiums. Nice Poland. stadium, I guess. Well, they built them for Euro twenty twelve. Oh uh, um, yeah. Oh, that is nice. You can't see. It just looks like a really. It looks like a. It looks like the Allianz. The Allianz, in, yeah. In uh, Munich. In Munich, yeah. So let's see how to pronounce Gdansk. In Google here. Gdansk. What? That is Gdansk. not. Gdansk? So Gdansk is close. I oh, guess. that's where the final was supposed to be last year. Okay, so they just oh, moved them back. Okay, okay, okay. They, moved, they moved it to. Oh, so they just moved them back a year. Where'd they move it to? I know, I know it was somewhere in Germany last year. Was it. Was it. Uh, uh, Shaka, maybe? Oh, let's see here. Uh. United played Wolves. No, not in the final. No. That was uh, no, that's right. Respective final. It was it was Inter and right. Sevilla. Uh, I don't I don't remember. It was it was in Germany. I they moved that. it from from yeah. Gdansk. I guess they yeah. I just pushed it back a year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Arsenal season's over. Not technically. Season's but over. Coaches over. Squads over. Clubs over. It's fun. Until Kroenke is gone, Arsenal have no way up. Fun time being at Chelsea. They sport. told Let us. Tell they told us when we moved to the Emirates that we would be competing with Bayern Munich with the big clubs. Can Instead, I... they sold our best player every single season to make payments back on the Emirates. 
and look where Arsenal is now, 15 years later. It, it's, it's, it's shocking. I don't know how I managed to do this. Root, end up rooting for two teams, schools, you know, clubs, interchangeable terms there, that are l- mirror images of each other. Yeah. I, I don't know how this happened. Tennessee and the Tennessee Volunteers. I literally told my dad. And like, Arsenal are mirror images of each other. And I don't know how I managed let, to. Let me read you the text I sent to my dad because <laughs> because he, he listens to a podcast and he was bantering uh, Arsenal. And uh, he uh, he said, he said, because... Uh, because he said he said something about Arsenal getting knocked out of Europa League, and I said I'm sure he'd gladly point. I'm sure you'd gladly point to Arsenal's trophy cabinet. And he said like like, uh, do you do you want to be UT bragging about old trophies? And I said yeah, that's exactly what Arsenal is. It's is it's the same thing. Like 2006 would have won the champion. Well, uh, that's that's bold. Uh, would have at least had a better shot of winning the Champions League final if we, if you know, don't get a red card in the first fifteen minutes. Um, and Tennessee, they last played in an SEC championship game in two thousand and seven. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that regardless. I wouldn't have been. Able. I think it's two thousand seven because that was the year they played LSU. And blew the game, blew that one against LSU. They won multiple SC Championship games against LSU. Um. So yeah, it's the same. I don't know how I managed to, to walk into that. Uh, hopefully Nashville SC is not going to be the same. I didn't choose anything. Sure you did. I didn't choose Tennessee. I indirectly chose chose Arsenal. And we're here today. How, how do you indirectly choose a club? You chose them. I don't know. For a reason. Because they reminded something. me of Tennessee. Yeah, you saw probably. something. That's probably so what it was. I have not no club. idea. Yeah. I don't know. Looking forward. It's, I, it's, in all seriousness, no, it's going to be fun. Uh, the 26th, Wednesday. Uh, the 26th of May, the Europa League final. The 29th. And then the Champions 29th League. is the Champions League final. That's a Saturday. Saturday I mean, evening. may not be in Bowling Green. All right, it's now we're going to move on really, really quickly. This is our fa- This is my favorite time of year. Champions League. Championship. It's all together. It's all in the same time. Uh, the Champions League finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Europa League final in the midweek. It's just a fun little thing to watch on a Wednesday afternoon. And best of all... The most the expensive play, soccer game on Earth. The most expensive football they game. They call it that because because of the, the, the money you make from being yes. in the Premier League. Um, yeah, the the playoff finals. And not just the championship playoff finals, mind you. I know that's uh, the no. main. That's the featured event. League two come after that too. That's National the National League comes too. I I I'd have to look when the when that final is, but I know it's around. The same I know, time. the championship is the featured event. League one and League two playoff finals are very fun to watch as well. 
Yeah, uh, in League Two for the playoff. Of course, you know, it, it's 14 playoff, two legged. And of course, two legged semifinals and a single leg. Right. Not just going to mention the finals. I, I watched the semifinals as well. It's just all of these. The FA Cup is the week before. Yeah. This is this is what everyone's it's been fun time. for. It's fun. The fun end time. of May is fun. League Two playoff uh, could change between uh, third and fourth. So three teams automatically go up. You fight for that fourth spot to get in the League One. Uh, sitting in uh, – actually, League Two is kind of tight. One game to go. Uh, Cambridge United sitting in second on 77 points. Bolton Wanderers sitting in third on 76th. On 76th, sorry. Uh, Morecambe, who lost to Chelsea in the FA Cup, uh, sitting in fourth on 75 points. Mm. So that one could get hairy. The other playoff teams are pretty much set. Yeah. Uh, you've got Newport, Tranmere Rovers, uh, and then you could have one of either Salford City, who were owned by the class of 92, and Manchester United, that's David Beckham, uh, Ryan Giggs, and um, what's that ginger dude's name? Uh, um, Paul Scholes. Scholes, yes, that's um, right. <clears throat> and Exeter City, who weren't, you know, who, who were in the... National League not too long ago. Yeah, not. Yeah. Forest Green Rovers probably the coolest, one of the cooler clubs in England. Their their stadiums made out of uh, fire retardant wood. Which is hey, like, they have a. They're the first club to be ever certified as um, totally carbon neutral, which is cool. That's yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I forget what else, what what else they did. I think they're totally fan owned. They were in the news again for something the other day. I can't remember what it was. But League One uh, playoff, that one's all but set, at least at the top. Uh, Hull and Peterborough going up automatically. Then Blackpool, Sunderland, Lincoln confirmed to be in that spot with one game to go. And then you've got the battle for six is uh, Portsmouth. Oh, Portsmouth. Good old Pompey. That's where Mason Mount's from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oxford United and Charlton Athletic. Yep. Uh, all battling for that sixth spot. Same situation, double leg semifinal, single leg final. And then in the championship, their playoff is confirmed. It is Brentford, Swansea. Again, Brentford again, by the way. Uh, yeah, last they year played they played the, the final. championship final. Lost to Fulham? Uh, yeah, Fulham. Uh, an extra time. I, I'm surprised with how good they've been because I thought they would get, just get absolutely raided this summer. Right. Because of how close... How, they did to a point. They lost uh, Saeed Ben Rama to West Ham. Yeah. But but they're back in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, um, which is, is, is not, it's good to see... And they were only four points off Watford. Off of automatic Very promotion. Very admirable job. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's Brentford, Swansea, Bournemouth, who went down last season. Uh, so all three that went down last season, that's Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth. Could all three go back up? Uh, and then the home of... America's favorite Oklahoman at the moment, Daryl DK, won Barnsley FC. <laughs> they start uh, that play, so the last game for Barnsley is tomorrow, so they'll start the playoffs in, like, next week. Yeah. All right, so Fulham, West Brom, well, hold on. Sheffield United confirmed going down mathematically. It's all but confirmed. Um, Telemarker. Oh, nice. It's all but confirmed who's going down. Yeah, um, going down in, in championships, Rotherham. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, in the Premier League? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, since we're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. promotion. Um, yeah, yeah. Sheffield United mathematically eliminated, uh, mathematically going back down. Uh, it's very unfortunate due to, we were talking about this before recording, but their unique years. style of play, uh, you can't really, if your most important players aren't playing, yeah. you can't they, really they run that. They relied a lot on, uh, who's it, Steve Egan? Uh, or Chris Wilder did. Obviously, he's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, they finished something like eighth last year, which was incredible. Right, but they they push up a lot with their center backs, and when your it's main a very unique backs, style. Yeah, yes, when, you're, when your main center backs have major injuries and you can't play that style anymore, and you've got a goalkeeper in Aaron Ramsdale who is not very good. Um, <laughs> for all for all his plaudits, at, I can't remember who his parent club are. Um, yeah, he's not very good. He's been relegated twice in a row now. With Bournemouth and now Sheffield. It's unfortunate, but they're going back down um, in last place. Yeah. Uh, West Brom probably going back down. West Brom going back down as well. It looks... Fulham would take Fulham, something special. Fulham would have to really just win out and Newcastle, Newcastle lose. lose out. Yeah. Uh, they would, with that, they would take the goal differential uh, tiebreaker with them. So Newcastle would go back down, but Newcastle's sitting pretty... They're nine points clear with four games to go. Um, and and it looks like it looks like things are set in that department. Things are set in the Premier League at the bottom. And I yeah. So, um Nashville Nashville, yeah. MLS just getting going. CCL Getting well, no, CCL's on a break now. CCL on that long break, which I really still don't understand. Uh, it's because we usually have the gold cup every summer or every other summer. That's right. Um, still unfortunate, but yeah, CCL didn't come back to what like August, yeah, it's like after the transfer window almost or during it. Um, so, uh, Nashville tomorrow. Yep. In less than 24 hours. Yeah, UPSL action, too. And, yeah, hopefully we can, hopefully Nashville can find three points. Uh, and the Champions League, Premier League is all but wrapped up. Um, yeah. Things are interesting. The Champions League, the European qualification slots. That's about the only interesting thing left. In the Premier League, yeah. Um, looking forward to the playoff. Um the playoffs for the um, lower leagues in England, uh, including in Germany, uh, where they do their little yeah, their little league special goal. little playoff thing. Not really a playoff. Oh, the I mean, relegation playoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun to watch. So, so it, it's a thing that that a lot of countries do, but uh, doesn't happen in England. Uh, so you'll have the what is it? The bottom two go down. Automatically, uh, yeah, in the Bundesliga, and the um, top two come, top back, two come up. back up, and then the third place from the Zwei uh, Divisi, yeah, and um, third from bottom in the Bundesliga will play each other in a two-legged semifinal. It's very or a exciting. Final, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's quite it's exciting. It's interesting. You've got a you've got a, you know a Bundesliga team uh, who has everything to play for, and a Zwei Divisi team who has everything to play for. So it's yeah. fun stuff. It is. Um, we will, we will, we will. Monday. Yeah. Ish. No promises. Yeah, we'll try. No um, I honestly was considering trying to go twice a week. 
Um, you obviously have to go once a week consistently. We can. I mean, we can we can try. Um, but we do need to figure out this remote thing uh, soon. So ASAP Rocky. We will we'll figure it out. Uh, we should be back to you on Monday after the Nashville game. Um, after some after the Premier League kind of shakes up. We'll be back. And might give us a more clear. Yeah, that's fair. Sometime next week. And we will. Yeah. Catch you then. We'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening.